following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Don't adjust your dial. You are seeing this correctly. Your eyes and ears are not deceiving you. Heckma Harrison is hosting, hanging All with right. the boys, and it's <laughs> yeah. only popping. Look, I'm going to try not to hyperventilate. I'm going to do that. Mm. I'm going to try not to hyperventilate, <laughs> but I got my guys with Let's me. Go. I got my support system with me, and I'm going right. to start. With my talking cowboys, co-defended my guy Isella, Isaiah Stanback, Super Bowl champion, wide receiver, cowboy, former Cowboys wide receiver, and the guy that's always holding it down here and hanging with the boys, yeah. Jesse Holly, mm-hmm. former Cowboys wide receiver as well, and. If this show has any chance of not going off the rails, <laughs> the guy to my right is going to save oh, this whole thing. And he's going to tell me at the end of the show if the light at the end of that tunnel was either sunlight or a train coming my direction. <laughs> Mr. Kurt, oh, A-Man, Corner, Daniels. What's yeah. up, fellas? Good to see oh, you. Man, you good? What up? What y'all think about that intro? I like it, man. I mean, nice. I felt like Isaiah was a little bit more, I mean. I mean, what? what? I, mean, man, I get it. That's your guy. You guys are on a show together. Wow. I mean. We supposed, I, we supposed to be brethren. We are. But we I just, felt, I just felt like you had a little bit more, you know, the accolades were a little bit longer. You had a little bit wow. more enthusiasm in your mm-hmm. voice. It's all wow. good. Kurt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. You felt like Kurt, right? Kurt, don't go down that lead, Kurt. Don't go down that tunnel, man. Don't do that. <laughs> well, look, I get, another, I get another opportunity to do this, so I will do better next time. So forgive me. I will say that right away. But, guys, we have had – some practices since we last stand, yes, sit here at this desk. And the, the boys are off today, had two back-to-back practices. And with everything that you guys have seen, heard, or – and I know you got your no no because I, I know I know you too from what the practices the, especially yesterday's practice I know I know both of you are getting ready to come at me with something from no, yesterday I know no, but I'll wait because no. I'm ready I nobody ready. has any but but the guys two practices back to back practices and team is off today but I want to know what you guys have thought so far about what you've seen from from two from training camp and Isaiah I'll start with you. Yeah, I'm I'm still baffled that they get a day off after two practices. Oh, yeah, we got to talk uh, about that. Can, can, we, can we talk Unpatted. about that at some point in time? I'm, I'm I mean Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> based upon the reports that we're that we're getting out of Oxnard, all right, um, I feel I feel as if guys are getting opportunities, you know, and, and, and that's always great to hear um, because this you know this time last year guys did not have those same opportunities, so guys are getting reps. Um, everybody's well, when I say everybody, a lot most guys are healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, most guys are healthy, so those are two good reports, and you're getting a look at everybody, right? You, you're hearing the reports about Parsons, him moving all over the place. Um, you're hearing the reports about the tight end battles going on. You're hearing some of these younger receivers getting some opportunities. Um, how good the offensive line is looking, how good Dak's looking. So everything is sounding like it's on the up and up um, But as we approach this first preseason game. How much should we believe that, though? Mm, that's why I can't <laughs> wait to get eyes on sight. <laughs> you know, for me, the thing is always when you start training camp, it's like the playoffs. When they say playoff basketball, no one – the playoff doesn't start to someone on their, on their, on their home – you know, the opposing team's home yes. court. And training camp – Training camp doesn't truly start to the pads come on. That's right. That's mm. what because right now guys are running around, they're fresh. 
Mm. They're fast. Mm-hmm. They're energetic. They haven't even had a chance to get sore yet. The, exactly. Yeah. You, ice tubs haven't even <laughs> broke out yet. Yeah. The weather's great. You, you got all this enthusiasm. The dog days of training camp hadn't quite jumped on your back just yet. You ain't missed mama and them yet. No fights. No, no fights. fights. Yeah, no fights. You don't yet. get the, your camp eyes ain't yeah. come on yet. You, <laughs> camp eyes is real. So that's a real thing. No, camp eyes. Camp oh, eyes. Yes, you yes. want to explain camp Ooh, eyes? I'm gonna let you. Camp eyes is basically this. You know, you got you got your situation at home, mm-hmm. but you you're on the road and mm. you're away from home. Mm-hmm. And you were around nothing but three le- three legged men. Yeah, testosterone. And nothing else. Yeah. And so those eyes get <laughs> and, and your standards start going where? To the basement. To the basement. <laughs> you start you're like, you know what? Yes. Eyebrow oh, is cute. Oh, hey, it's, a, it's a real thing. It's I'm, a real thing. Those camp bots will have you. Hey. Jesse, come on, man. I'm, a whole nother like, level. No lies training told. camp here. Hey, you like, no lies. You see how Hey, we're supposed to be real, right? We're going to keep it real, right? I'm telling you. We're just going to keep it real. Camp eyes is a real thing. Camp eyes don't hit you to about day nine or ten, right? Your body's sore. You're irritated because you're not getting enough sleep, right? got you waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning doing pee tests. You know, you got the pee man making you pee with the doors open, your pants down to your ankles. You right. know, you're mad. You know, you're, you're, you're eating the same food every day. Yep. You, you just, you just, you're just not well. You're seeing the same folks you're every day. You're seeing the same folks every day. You're same in meetings meeting, all yeah. day. You're, you're, your schedule's booked from 5 a.m. to 9 Nothing p.m. Nothing to relieve <laughs> No relief. Distress. No relief. You don't even have time to, to sit on the toilet better than you ever, ever Kurt, talk to your fam. Uh, so, Kurt, here's where the wheels are starting to come Okay, off. sorry no, about no, that. Sorry I'm about that. liking yeah, where this is going. Who cares about Dak Prescott? I don't hear about camp eyes. You know, but camp eyes are real. But back on track, the, the, the thing about training camp is it doesn't really get serious until the pads come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. When guys get the pads on, and now there's a realistic feel to it. Mm-hmm. I was watching a clip the other day, and it was Michael Parsons coming off the edge with Tyron Smith. And Tyron <laughs> just kind of just touched him a little bit. It was just it was like one of those just, I'm just going to pop up, let you know, young fella, I'm here. Now, I, I look at that and I go, if the pads is on, he finishes him he to the ground. drags him. Like, and Micah Parsons needs to learn from that. You know, other guys, younger DBs, younger receivers, tight end. Everybody needs to know what it feels like. This ain't, this ain't OTAs anymore. This is the real deal. So when those pads come on, that's to me. That's when it really gets real because that's when – you can get a little th- you know when you go over the middle now no pads on it's it's like the oh I got you yeah but when you get a little thud to you a little bit now now you know I'm when, here when you guys were at camp when did the pads come on they like I don't even remember it was like the next day yeah it felt like it was like early. You, you came in the first day you got acclimated you yeah. did your, you did your little uh, conditioning tests it wasn't much time I mean and to, and to you Jesse's didn't point have a day off after two days to Jesse's point right now what you're seeing in camp for those that have eyes on site and for us just getting reports it's kind of like it's kind of like doing it for the gram mm-hmm. right I mean guys <laughs> guys get free releases for the most point mm-hmm. um, you know there's not there might be a little bit of holding because there's more jersey available because the pads aren't filling it out. But for the most part, you know, you can kind of do routes on air. Now, defense alignment have the advantage because offense alignment can't really put their hands in their chest. Uh, quarterbacks have more time than they normally would have. Uh, running backs, you don't have to worry about getting hit and, you know, running a swing route or sitting over the middle. So all the things that Jesse's talking about, it's not real ball. Yeah, no disrespect, right, to all the reports coming out. But when you get the pads on, now your head's on a swivel. When you get the pads on, now the offensive lineman can punch you in your chest. You know, all those things really come to play, and that's when you start seeing who – Camp 
camp warriors are, the guys who get the camp awards, versus the guys who get the game time awards. I love that because you know, so you guys have talked about this at length on other shows yeah. about the underwear Olympics. This mm-hmm. is like an abbreviated portion of OTAs right now. What you're saying, so it's hard to get excited, yeah. uh, especially for guys that's played the game that understand that okay, all of your timing is going to be interrupted once Absolutely. we put these pads Special on. Timing, yeah. But wanting to get to a guy that I believe that we all have been wanting to get our eyes on, and that is Dak Prescott. And the most expensive ankle in <laughs> Oxnard right now. And, and want to know, and Kurt, I'll start with you. After that gruesome injury and now what you've seen from OTAs and now in training camp, how do you feel about his progression since you saw him laying on the, on, on the, on the carpet at AT&T Stadium? Well, all the news is great. Right now, and you love to see him. He, he looks ready to go. His attitude is awesome. He, he, it's everything you want, but I think, as you guys had talked about the other day, I mean, until he gets hit, until somebody there's traffic around his legs, I mean, are we really going to know? Um, I guess my worry is, too, that, you know, as players, you, you're going to go as hard. You need guys to pull the reins mm-hmm. in sometimes and not take it too far. Is, is that, you know, our guy, I, I'm assuming Britt Brown and some of those guys are going to keep him in check and mm-hmm. everything, but... At this point, when Troy Aikman says you look great, hey, that's good enough for me. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, what you're going to see from Dak is what you saw from him in OTAs. It's, it's not going to be any different, right? So I don't think we're going to get an opportunity to see. I think he's healthy. Let me just lay that out there. I think he's healthy. Now, when you have injuries of that, of that, uh, of that stature, um, of that magnitude, you, the thing is you have that in the back of your head. It doesn't matter how confident you are as a, as a player. It doesn't matter how confident you are in your recovery. It's in the back of your head. Um, every time I tore my shoulder, I had three shoulder surgeries, right? Same shoulder. Jeez. I was a little hesitant to throw that thing out there when it came to trying to give somebody a stiff arm or when it came to trying to you know, lock somebody out on special teams. I was a little hesitant because, guess what, I don't want that to happen again, right? So when we talk about Dak and how, he, how he's recovering, he looks amazing. I'm sure he does, right? But when he takes that hit or when somebody gets him on those, on those ankles in the middle of a preseason game, if he plays in the preseason, right, does he release the ball a little bit earlier, right? Does he drop the elbow now because he wants to hurry up and get a little Brett Favre release just because he wants to make sure that nobody rolls up on him? Those are going to be the instinctive things that we're going to see to determine whether or not he's fully healed, not just physically, but mentally. Well, let me back that question up, for a, a dish, add to that question, because what you said is important. He has to get some reps. He has to get back in rhythm and real game experience. Yeah. When do you do that? Do you do that at any point in preseason? And when you get him going, is he going to be on a pitch count in real game time action? And real game time action, no pitch count. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got to let him go. Uh, preseason for him, and not because of the injury, not because of the contract. We saw last year just how valuable Dak Prescott is to this football team, like most QB1s to their football team. The biggest thing for him is all the practice reps that he can get because this thing doesn't go unless Dak Prescott is at the helm. And I want him as healthy because I honestly don't have anything to prove in preseason. I, I don't. And maybe he gets a quarter or two in, in the dress rehearsal. But for him, I got nothing to prove. Everybody that I have – it's not like he's a new quarterback learning new receivers and learning new running backs and new offensive linemen. They're, they're pretty much – kind of, you know, already lock in step with knowing each other from their previous history. For me, for Dak Prescott, is getting him as many practice reps as I possibly can, maybe playing him in the dress rehearsal, but getting him ready for the season. Mike McCarthy needs Dak ready for the season. Dan Quinn needs Dak Prescott ready 
for the season. Because if he's not, if there's any setbacks, if there's anything that derails him from being ready to go week one against Tampa Bay, that throws everything off. Not only this offense, and we've seen how it operated last year, but also this defense. Because I'm able to scheme things up defensively differently when I know I have QB1 under uh, under center, I can I can maybe blitz more. I can maybe play more aggressive coverages because I know with him at the helm, the likelihood of us getting the ball back and or, or that offense scoring and giving us a lead or keeping us in the football game, I now don't have to have the kick gloves on. I can let guys just let their head back and go get it because I have confidence in four taking this offense down and scoring as many times as we need them uh, uh, to do so in the season. Now, if you're, you're – I'm sorry. If, well, is there anything they can do in practice to – Prepare him. I mean, can you? No. I mean, you can't tackle him to the ground, but can a defensive lineman no. give him that little extra nudge or anything? No. The biggest thing for him is conditioning, and his reps, reps, right? Seeing it visually and the conditioning. Okay. I mean, he he's not he doesn't lack confidence, right? No. Right. I mean, if anybody who's to sustain an injury, when you're a player of that level, right? You don't you don't question whether or not you can ball. He knows he can ball. He now he's gone through the Brit Brown. You get through Brit Brown, you are healthy. <laughs> okay, I've had too much time with Brit. If you so. get through Brit mentally, let alone <laughs> mentally, physically, yeah. if you can get through Brit, if you can get through Brit Brown, you're perfectly mentally, fine. you're yeah, good. You're good. So for so for Dak, you know, people don't think about conditioning when they think about quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. There's a conditioning aspect of court being a quarterback, right? And being able to go through all those reps, um, being when you maybe he goes out for a 40-yard run, right? Runs out of bounds. Now he has to come back to the huddle, call the plays, change the plays, and, and make, make all those things go. That requires a lot of strain and a lot of conditioning. So he, I think he needs that aspect of it. Um, but there's nothing that you, he's going to he's gonna sustain um, or face in, in practice that's going to prepare him for the game. It's literally going to take – for him to get in there, something kind of crazy, some kind of crazy little roll-up or whatever it may be, and him to pop up and be like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And then he's ready to roll. That is that is the point that I, I really am concentrating on. When is that going to be that aha oh, it's moment? Gonna be, it's going to be a hold-your-breath moment. Yeah. Right? Oh, there's definitely going to be a hold-your-breath moment. Yeah. Now, they also have a practice, if I'm not mistaken, a joint practice with the St. Uh, Louis. LA. The LA, yeah. 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 I'm old. Yeah. The, LA, the LA Rams coming yeah. up. So, if for Dak Prescott and that offensive line. Ooh, ooh. You play him in that? 9-9. Nine, nine. You, know, you you practice a minute. Yeah. You Nine practice hours. a minute. Mm-hmm. So you're you're going to get a chance to see, <laughs> you know, some some legit Competition, work yeah. up front, right? And, and that'll give you kind of a a look because because Aaron Donald's not going to be like, oh, that's he's not Prescott. You know, I'm I'm no. Aaron Donald's going to say, I have to get Aaron Donald ready, and if that means I'm going up against Connor Williams or Lyle Collins mm. or Tyron Smith. Cool. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go to work now. He's not trying to hurt anybody, but he's going to go to work. And so that's going to give the offensive line a great look because you're going against arguably the best defensive player in the league, maybe the best player, one of the best players in the league. Period. Period. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then for Dak Prescott, it gives you a look at something realistic that – you know they can blow the whistle. They can start again. We can, you know, we can kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and to, and to, and at that date, right to that point, Aaron Donald would not have faced anybody on the field this year aside from his own teammates. Right. Correct. Oh, yeah. So trust me, when you practice against other teams in preseason practice in camp. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be licking his oh, chops. Oh, it gets real. Yeah, it gets real. He's ready for that. It's, it's a game. I don't care. It's, it's practice, but it's it's a right. game. And that's gonna give me a good segue into what, changing gears here. Let's go on to the other side of the ball. Obviously, our defense guys hot garbage last year, and it's, it's been stated, <laughs> noted, and filed away. But there are some defensive battles happening right now, even you know without any pads on. And starting at the the defensive line, and we talked to uh, Nate Newton last week uh, about that, and guys like. Uh, Urban, 
Bohannon, O.C. Osa Digizua, guys like that. Who and I know we've talked so much about the secondary, but we know what makes a secondary better, and that's your front guys. Who is it that you're looking at as far as the competition battles are concerned to come out of Oxnard as your starter? For me, and this is a guy who has a lot to prove. I think this if, if this isn't the year he comes in and really makes a name for himself, I think it's time you start moving on looking elsewhere. And for me, it's Tristan Hill. Mm-hmm. This, this mm-hmm. is a guy who the Cowboys have waited for, longed for, and, and want to see more from him. They Even want, after the injury. Yeah, Even so after the injury. And buy him time, huh? That, no, because now I, I got – and here's the thing about what, what, what Tristan Hill, and, it, and it, it goes back to almost a college perspective, is Dan Quinn didn't draft you. Right. Dan Quinn is not, has no loyalty no to you, to you, no investment to you. So at this point in time, not only are you auditioning for your own job, you're auditioning to try to gain some favor for this defensive coach, defensive coordinator, who doesn't have any stock in you. And his job is to say, well, these other guys that I picked, that I hand-selected, that I went out and scouted, these are the guys that I'm hitched to. These guys are hitched to my wagon. I'm hitched to their wagon. Tristan Hill, you are not. And so you have to come out the gates and show me something early or I'm going to say, well, this guy's in year three, and if my guy's in year one is relatively close in skill set, in will, in knowledge, in determination, in playmaking ability, I'm going to go with my dude, and we're going to have to find you a new address somewhere else. So for me, when I look up front, I'm looking at a guy like Tristan Hill, especially in those trenches. Can this be the year, you know, even with the injury, you had some time to see the things happening, study up on the game. Mental reps are so important in this league. And while the actual ones are important as well, when you get a chance to get mental reps, to take a step back and see what was happening, what was going on, have a better understanding of it, understanding how to be a professional. I, I think Tristan Hill has to – it's his time for him to, to kind of put up or shut up. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the guy that I'm looking at for Kemp. Kurt? Well, there's two areas I guess I'm interested in. One, and one is can Neville Gallimore make the leap and really be an impact guy? Um, the other one I'm kind of interested in, though, is, you know, last year they did a miserable job at bringing in free agents. And, you know, the Don Terry pose and Griffin's just, you know – were horrible. Do they need guys like Brent Urban and and Carlos Watkins to to really make an impact? You got so many promising young guys on there on that defensive line, but do they need inside, you know, these veterans to really prove themselves this year after last year's miserable performance? Yeah, um, I agree. I totally agree with you. I, I am looking at Big Bo and I'm looking at Urban. Those are the two guys I'm looking at. And the reason being, um, I think that de- that the defensive line is the most competitive position going into camp. I know there's a, we hear a lot of talk about the defensive backs. We hear a lot of talk about the, the depth at receiver and that battle between there. Um, but I think the defensive line has the, the, the greatest competition going on simply because it's, it's, we're deep at that position, right? We went from not being deep at all, yeah, right? Yeah. To, to your point, as far as some of the, uh, the guys that we picked up last year, to now I feel like we're deep at that position and we have a great mixture of veterans and young guys. We got young guys that are hungry. We got veterans that are coming in trying to prove themselves to this coaching staff. So I think it's going to be a great thing going on. We need, we need to fill that position, right? We have those two interior defense alignment that we need that position sold up. So is it going to be T. Hill, right? Is it going to be Big Bo coming in? Is Gallimore going to step up? Mm-hmm. Is Big Irving going to come in there and get his hand in the ground and be able to get a rush, right? Get some push? 
push. What is going to happen on that interior defensive line side of things? Um, I think we're pretty set in stone at defensive end, right? Except for there might be a one one guy kind of coming in and out. We got to see what happens with that position um, with Bradley, Bradley Anae and all that kind of stuff, but. I think the inside here, that's what we're going to be looking at. So I'm looking for those two big guys to see if they're going to have an impact. Now, one of the, one of the rumors. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What's that? You're throwing all these questions out at us. What do you think? Mm. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I'm trying to keep it on the rest. Well, I tell you what. Um, I, I think the same thing about Neville Gallimore. I think Neville Gallimore, a guy coming out of uh, the, the Senior Bowl, was someone that we looked at and said, look, this is a guy that's got the juice. He's got a motor, uh, he, high-intensity guy, and that's what you need. We come in on sub packages. And so I'm looking for him to take that next step to be that three that we need. I also think that Urban, and you talked about the free agency last year and guys not actually making any contributions, I'm really interested to see what he he does because of how multifaceted he can be at his position because of his height, because of his size. He can play the one. He can play the three. He can also play the five. How is he going to fit into all this? Now, on paper, all of this sounds nice. <laughs> right. Sounded it, nice last it, it year, didn't sounded it? Like, it? I knew you were going to go there, but that's what I'm saying. I just feel like that part of the competition battles that are happening right now, that's going to lead to so much that's going to happen on the back half of this defense and trying to make it better. Yeah. And and, Absolutely, and, and that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going next is the back half of this defense. And guys, you've seen, uh, uh, at least you've heard about the Cowboys signing uh, Kyron Brown, mm-hmm. a guy that uh, I believe he sat out last year because of COVID protocol, uh, not just the COVID, just sitting out last year, but also bringing in Malik Hooker. Now I'm one of those people like you could tell to lie to me, make it sound fly to me. You, you <laughs> love your guys, but then when you start signing guys like this. What is that saying that the front office and the position coaches are feeling about their guys? And, Jesse, I'll start with you. I think the one thing is we talked about it briefly on Friday. And Jerry always said, I'll do whatever I can. I'll write whatever check I can to ensure my team goes to the Super Bowl. Signing moves like Malik Hooker kind of makes me believe that a little bit. Because to Isaiah's point, I want so much depth at every single position. Let me say this. When I was in New England, and and we always make New England the standard. Mm -hmm. When I was in New England, and Isaiah, you were in New England as well. The one thing that I I loved about how they did it in New England, every day there was competition. (laughs) Unless you wore number 12, (laughs) you weren't safe. Mm -hmm. And every if you had a good practice, you would leapfrog a guy. If you had a good game, you start next week. And it was you, you never had an opportunity to relax. Yeah. To relax. Mm-hmm. And there were times in practice where, where, where Bill Belichick would literally blow the whistle in the middle of practice and say, Kurt Daniels, down, hurt, and pull the number three safety out and say, you're with the ones now. Because he always wanted to see if you were on top of your game. Can I trust you? Can you be trusted? Can you go in the game at any moment and be successful? Years past with the Cowboys, there has been a level of entitlement where guys were given positions, were giving starting jobs, and didn't really earn them and didn't do enough to keep them. But because of maybe status or coaching or whatever, they were allowed to have poor performances and still keep their job. I think you're seeing a completely different culture change happening when you start bringing in guys now, when you bring in a Malik Hooker, you go, uh-oh. Guys start looking around now. 
when you start signing other DBs, you're like, wait, I thought we was, I thought we was set at DB. Right. I thought, I, I, matter of fact, we had too many in this room to begin with, mm-hmm. and now you add another. Now that Lions Den gets a little bit more feisty, and you want feistiness in the mindset. I want guys to 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 go to bed at night knowing that tomorrow I have to compete for my job. And when you do that, heck, you 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 get guys to perform better. They study harder. They 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 recover. They they do what they got to do in the weight room. They do what they got to do in the training room. And then when they get on the field, they're competing at a different level. And everybody gains from that type of mentality. So I like what they did signing those guys because now the room has gotten a little bit more uncomfortable. And you should be uncomfortable in training camp. I love it. I love it. I think it goes to everything that I told you about when, it, when the Dan Quinn conversation even started. You know, before when we were talking, on, I'm talking Cowboys, and I said everything that Dan Quinn does is about competition. Absolutely everything he does on that side of the ball is about competing. It. And it's all about depth. And it doesn't matter who the heck is number one, who the heck is number three. Just at Jesse's point, who's going to show up in ball today? And then you can slip up and have a bad day if you want to. Slip up and not show up mentally if you want to. There's going to be somebody right in your hip pocket ready to take your spot. The signing of Brown. Not only is that and not only is that you know a threat to the defensive backs, I don't even think it's so much of a threat to the defensive backs. It's a threat to the special teams. So who else does that mm-hmm. affect? That affects the guys on the offensive side. What, what are the receivers going to do? Mm-hmm. Number four and five and six mm-hmm. receivers. Is there going to be a number six receiver? Will we roll with just five? That's a threat to those guys. The, the, you know, the, the signing of the safety, Hooker. When, when, whenever we do sign him, right after he gets out of <laughs> yeah, protocol, right. yeah. that's a boss move because he's a baller. Yeah, That's a boss move because he's a baller. And all they're showing him is, hey, we believe in you that you can get back healthy. So when you have when you have an organization that's gonna gonna tap you on your shoulder and say we believe in you we have faith in you and you already have that dog in you and you've already proven to the league that you can ball oh best believe he's gonna show up ready to take somebody's position sure. and, and if he's healthy if he's healthy and that's, I know that's always a question mark but that's a question mark with any human being that steps on a football field right. right that doesn't matter if you've been injured in the past or if you've if you've, if you've never been injured before there's always a risk of you getting hurt right so throw that out the window if he can play if he's healthy that boy's gonna come in here balling and he's gonna take somebody's spot. Kurt, Kurt, what do you think about, and even with with Malik Hooker's signing, what does that say to what we thought about Kazee and bringing him in from Atlanta? He's a Dan Quinn guy as well. I mean, so you talk about the level of competition going up. Even if you're my guy, you're not safe. Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean, but what it makes me kind of wonder, though, I mean, they brought Hooker in for a visit, what, May, June? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't good enough then, apparently. Why now? What's the the change? I mean, and you're – because he's coming off an Achilles, right? Yes. Hooker's coming off an Achilles. I mean, can you rely on guys that are injury prone, especially on that back end? I mean, I, I worry that we're getting excited about guys that we may can we rely on them? I guess. So I mean, the the word and I'm I'm somebody who was labeled injury prone. I had a ton of injuries, right? So prior to coming to the league, I had zero injuries, and all of a sudden I got the doggone label of injury prone, right? <laughs> so you can't control what happens on the field, yeah. right? Um, especially when you start talking about Achilles and things of that nature, right? Those are just untouched, just just tragic injuries. Um, I had an Achilles. Right? I tore my Achilles my contract year in Seattle and won a Super Bowl the next year, right? So I came back bigger, faster, stronger. So it really you have to address those things on an individual basis. And with our training staff, if they're bringing him in, <laughs> Britt Brown, Jim Hour, those guys have checked him out. He's good. He's ready to come in and he's ready to compete. So when it comes to in terms of being able to rely on those guys, I don't think there's a question of that, right? It's just you just pray and ask that they don't that you hope they don't get hurt, just like you do with anybody else on your roster. But in terms of Kazee and guys like that, he's showing you, right? <laughs> he is showing you that he doesn't care who you are. 
I don't care if you're my dude or not. Hey, Jesse, guess what? Come on the squad. Yeah, we're going to compete. And then I'm going to bring in a dog who, who has a history, who everybody knows can ball, and everybody's like, oh, shoot, if he's healthy, oh, man. Right. Are you either going to back down? Or are you going to elevate your game? Right. Right? Which one are you going to do? Either way, it's a benefit to the Cowboys. You're either going to weed out the weak or you're going to elevate the game everybody, and now our team just got better. And, and also, it goes back to the depth situation. Right. Now, if both of them get hurt, you're like, dang. You know? Yeah. You know? But I, I'm, I'm putting – and we keep using this word, but it's a, it's a it's a it's a word that should be used. I'm putting as many dogs in this kennel as I possibly mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. I, I really am, because we are we've already been labeled weak. We've already been labeled the worst in the league. We've already been historical lows, and part of it is because we didn't have dogs. We had barkers. <laughs> we had those. We had, we, we, had, we, had, we, had, we had a lot of those that would stand behind the fence yeah. and show your teeth and snarl and growl and do all that kind of stuff. And then the, the gate opens up and they're like, and then now they tuck their tail. So how do I know? How do I? I just keep putting dogs in there. I just keep adding dogs and keep adding dogs. And again, the cream will rise to the top. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Someone will someone will have their food eaten. And someone when that when that starts to show. Because it, it, you cannot hide. That is mm-hmm. the greatness of football. Sports in general yeah. can't hide. You cannot hide. It's, We're going to find the energy is going to find you. Yeah. And, and leadership, the opportunity for somebody to step up as a leader now has been elevated. It's been really? elevated because now yeah. you have a group of people who are considered leaders. Yeah. Right. You put a you put one room together and they're all leaders in there. Alphas. Who's who's going to step up? We all can't be the leader. Right. We all can't be the, the lead yeah, dog. How does, as players, a guy coming in, I mean, it's only three days into camp, but mm-hmm. he's late coming in. You know, he didn't get OTAs. I mean, how, how much of an effect is that? How much of a disadvantage is that for him? And how much of an effect can he have on the guys already here? Not at that position. Not at that position, right? It's because at that posi- if we're talking about uh, a quarterback coming in, then that's huge. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. huge. That's timing, right? When you're playing the safety position, it's communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's communication. Do I have an understanding of the of the, the concepts that the coach is trying to get across? Okay, now that I understand a concept, now I need to build a relationship with my guy next to me and those DBs out there and make sure that they're communicating that on the same like wavelength. Big deal. And but to, it doesn't take long. <laughs> it doesn't, communication doesn't take long. But to add to that to add to that point is when you have guys who's already been. Of Dan's Quinn system, mm-hmm. they're the mouthpiece for him. They're, they're the ones in the locker room because now, if I have a question, right? If I if I'm if I'm a vet here with the Cowboys, but I know that you've been under Dan Quinn and that you know his system, you know what he likes. I'm asking you questions. Yeah, you're not, coach on the I'm field, not, I'm not going to bother to, him. Yeah. And there's only there's there's one thing that that trumps everything when you get on the football field. Do you ball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you ball. You gain the respect of anybody right and there. everybody. If you don't ball, then guys are like, whatever. But if you ball, if you out there doing what you got, you making plays, you knocking down passes, you intercepting, and you getting th- you getting things done on the field. You it, it sometimes leadership finds you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll find you if you're out there doing what you're supposed to do. And you're if you're balling and you're doing what you got to do, then guys will gravitate to you. Guys will, guys will begin to follow you. You, you. Earn, you earn guys' you respect. You earn guys' respect on the football yeah, field. Had, but we know. I'm sorry. I, keep, I, I interviewed Randy White a while back, okay. and he said, I was like, Ray, he was a rookie coming in, 75. And Ray Nitschke, Hall of Fame linebacker, told him, you know, don't go down there and try to make friends. You go down there and punch people in the mouth, okay. you'll have friends. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting that even. Well, he better get off the plane punching people in the mouth. <laughs> he probably may he may not have a lot of friends in that in that safety room, but we do know in Dan Quinn's system how important the safety is. The guy's got to be his mouthpiece and very cerebral in that system that he has. But guys, we're gonna step away for just a second for our first break. Do not touch that dial. We will be right back here on Hanging with the Boys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to hanging with the boys. Dallas Cowboys training camp presented by American Airlines is back in Oxnard, California. Check out all the excitement for free as fans can enjoy daily practices, activities, and more at the River Ridge Field now through August the 12th. And don't and don't miss Cowboys back together on July 31st, featuring live music, exclusive merchandise deals, prizes, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com/trainingcamp for more information and practices. And we are back now on Hanging with the Boys with Isaiah, Jesse, and Kurt Daniels. And we ended that first segment talking about competition, the uh, battles that are going on in Oxnard right now. And here pretty soon we're going to have the great Nate Newton mm. on with us from Oxnard. This should be pretty fun, I'm sure. Have you guys made up yet over no. the – no? Okay. So I won't even touch that because it sounds like a sensitive subject when we talk – I'm sensitive. I, I would never have gathered that. Yes. I remember that conversation. Do you remember that? No, I'm glad that was actually a conversation that happened. Oh yeah, yeah. weeks of conversation. <laughs> wow. That we, I'm like, all right, cool, right? Yeah, yeah. We had talked about this, and that's why my feelings were hurt. Because I'm like, mm. and, and and Nate will randomly just send us 
pictures yeah. of, of his road trips. Let me say that. Yeah. <laughs> the realest, like, like, uh, okay. we'll, we'll give you Thanks the group text. Yeah, I just it up. And we'll get a text, and it'll be like, it'd be like uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. We'd be like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, I just felt like I, I wanted to go for a drive. Yeah. Like, going for a drive means you run down to the, you know. Yeah. Go to, to Oak Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> you, you go to the 7-Eleven and come on back with some ice cream or something. He's like, oh, yeah. Where you going, Nate? Uh, I'm going to Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville, Texas? No, uh, Florida. What? So yeah, I was yeah. My, my feelings are still hurt. You're gonna have to apologize well, to me. I tell you what, you could you could you should probably keep your feelings in your pocket yeah. because mm. on the line with us right now is three time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton. What's up, Nate? Hey man, I've been looking at this show, man. Y'all guys been pretty crisp, boy. I tell him, tell him, uh, Kurt, he's looking pretty good in there with all that flavor, man. All that color, bro. Of course. Hey, he got. Hey, Nate, let me tell you something. That that crease on that shirt is starched. No, you know, no. I don't have the guns here. I can't. You know, I can't be wearing these tight t-shirts. Nate, let me, Nate, let me tell you, man. One of the things that I've seen so far coming out of camp was you holding court with the fans, and that was. Awesome to see you talking to those guys, man. What has it been like for you, the vibes down there in Oxnard, California? Man, it's been a great thing because when I first started seven or eight years ago coming back to the camp, that is how I got in, by doing that right there. I was out on on the fairway, as they were calling it at the time, and I was helping this young guy, and we were just out there for the boys' club and girls' club of, of Oxnard, and we were just – doing things, selling things, trying to make things happen. And as I saw players walking on the field, I would call, hey, there's such and such. And I would be screaming and hollering, getting everybody pumped up, man, spinning the wheel, taking your chances. And, hey, they brought it back. I mean, that that, that is how I got in the house, man. You know, just, just a hype man, Jess. Hype man. <laughs> Anybody got any questions for oh, me? Oh, okay. That's yeah, so I, I wasn't your point. I mean, I wasn't yeah. what you were talking about. Um, <laughs> well, hey, we, I think, uh, Heckman, you wanted to get into Connor Williams playing some center and, and offensive line. And obviously, Nate, you know more than any of us about playing that offensive line. What What do you think about Connor taking on those snaps? And how, how how's that going to be for him working both positions? You know, now – I've seen guys that play guard, and 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 I've always looked at Connor is uh, just above a guy. You know, he he knows his position. He knows he's a left guard. He knows uh, the ins and outs of playing left guard. But it seemed like he's just never been that strong. But then I've seen guys not. And Looney was one of those guys move from guard and play center and be a better center for some reason. They're a little bit more stouter. Maybe things are a little bit more secure. Uh, he's had a few uh, wobbly snaps, one over the head the other day. But, hey, he's he's working at it, and he's going at it real hard. So only time will tell. Only time will tell, Kurt, whether he can uh, really master this thing. You like that idea, though? Yeah, I do. You need a backup center behind uh, the young man from Wisconsin. But I, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> I just want him at the left guard trying to be all he can be. I, I would rather for them have another guy working in there. They got they had a few uh, – Rookie offensive lineman working in there trying to trying to get it done, man. So, whew, I don't know. It, it's a scary proposition, man. But we have to find a guy to come in there and play backup center. You know, they had a guy, Braylon James, uh, a center there, a, a young guy, I think, and he was there. He was snapping the ball. So, but we don't have a backup guy right now. Connor Williams is the number one guy. 
All right, Big Nate, I got a question. This is Isaiah, man. How you doing, fam? How you doing? How you doing, Isaiah? Man, still trying to get like you, man, but I'm making it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know from the eyes of Mr. Nate Newton, what is your confidence level right now in the hip of Lyle Collins? I've been seeing some film of him taking on some bull rushes and having to sit down, and that's something that I've been looking forward to to getting a, 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 some eyes on. But from your perspective, how confident are you right now from the drills that you've seen without pads, are you in his hip and his recovery? Uh, you know, he's been uh, – he, he's not been as consistent uh, with that because they'll bull rush him, then they'll come with speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, and I've seen him struggle a little bit, especially with a, with a wide technique, a wide seven or nine uh, with, with Randy Gregory or the other young guys. They, they kind of – every now and then they blow past him. Mm-hmm. So I think right now he's just trying to get his foundation up under him. And I think he prefers that you come at him with a bull rush. That way he can get his hands on you and try to sit down. I think he's confident. And uh, in the, in the repaired hill, but that speed, that speed, that lateral movement, and that sitting down with yeah. that lateral movement and speed, that's what's going to get him. When you turn that speed, like you've got a speed rush that's got us going upfield, and then take two steps up and turn back and see you with that bull rush. When it's unexpected, that's when we'll check that hip. But so far, he's been doing good. But he he's not that consistent guy, which you know it's going to be a little rust there with him being off a large a long amount of time. Three-time Super Bowl champion Nate Newton reporting live from Oxnard, California, as Cowboys training camp is underway. They have the day off uh, today. But, Nate, my question is about your boy Zeke. Uh, Slimmer, trimmer, uh, has gotten his weight down. He's talked about, you know, the the, the eating habits and his working out. My question is, and maybe it's a premature question, but Zeke has always been known to, to have some power behind his pads. Yes. Um, do you see him losing that with the weight loss, with him being a more slimmer back? Do you see him losing that power, uh, one, running behind his pads, and two, he's always been a hell of a pass blocker. And you know this team's going to throw the ball around the field. So do you see Zeke losing that power with the, with the, with the, with the loss of that weight? Uh, no, no, because his mind and his body is mature. I mean, you lose a little bit of weight when you get a little bit older. Now, he's, he's not going to lose that aggressiveness. He's going to have good technique. And if anything, he should have a little bit more explosion on the pass technique and the short yardage runs to explode into the line with a little bit more quickness. But he lost, uh, he's down about 218, 220, so he's only up 10 or 12 pounds, maybe 15. I think he's sitting at the right weight to be the most optimal guy at this time in his career. Hmm. Now, Nate, yeah. you have you have played with some dominating uh, wide receivers, and being one Michael Irvin, who was the alpha dog in that wide receiver room, and Alvin Harper was obviously the number two. Now, with uh, Amari Cooper being on pup and CD Ly- CD Lamb out there doing all of the acrobatic catches and pretty much making himself vaulting himself into that number one category, do, how do you see this playing out at that wide receiver position? Do you automatically say Amari Cooper is that number one or a C.D. Lamb obviously making strides in what you've seen so far to actually be the top dog at the wide receiver position? Man, I heard you guys talking about dogs, man. And uh, one thing about Amari, he's real He's real confident in who he is. He's a real quiet guy. You know, me and Jesse talk about that a lot. But C.D. Lamb has been having a nice camp. Uh, he's been doing things good at that outside position. I just want to let this play out. Uh, because the top dog will rise to the top. Right about now, you, you know, Dak is working with him at the outside receiver. There's been, they're building up a great rapport with Amari get, uh, get back there, and we'll see what can happen. What we need from, 
from all of these receivers is more consistency. When you in tight situations, in the big play situations, we know you can catch the ball. We, we see that. But them just routine pass catches, that's what we need to see from Gallup, from Amari, and from C.D. Lamb, just that, that thing that keeps the chains moving because that is what we're going to have to do in order to save this defense the first six or seven games. But to answer your question, man, C.D. Lamb will be the number one receiver at the end of all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ooh. That's over my boy. That's over my boy, <laughs> Michael Gallup. You know how I, just, how I, look, how I love me for <laughs> Michael Gallup, but he's not consistent in his pass catches. He got a flair for the spectacular, but we need to be able to move the chains. And that's what we that's what we got to get consistent. It's been happening out here in training camp. You know, every night then we get that drop ball that just keep the chains moving in the two minute drills. Nate, you just alluded to something, and I kind of want to just piggyback on a little bit. You said that this defense won't be kind of where they're supposed to be for about six or seven weeks into the season. You said they got to have to carry us uh, for six, seven weeks into the season. Why is or why do you think this defense is so far away from being competitive enough to, I'm not saying carry this Cowboys team, but at least hold their own for this Cowboy team? Man, I was listening to you guys earlier, man, and that word dog kept coming up. Uh, who is the dogs? You, 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 you know, you, you got uh, Demarcus Lawrence coming off a hurt back. We don't know who Tristan Hill is. Gallimore, we don't know. Basham's come from another team. Uh, I think his name uh, U-R-B-A-N, or, or Urban. 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 He, he comes from a different team. Who are your dogs? I heard y'all talking about the safeties. I mean, we know who Neil is in Atlanta. You know, we know that Michael Parsons was a beast that took a year off in college. We've seen uh, uh, Leighton three, two, year, two and a half years ago. We saw uh, Smith two and a half years ago. Who is going to lead this team. They got to find out. And they got a lot of young guys, draftees, and a lot of free agents that they got to play and fit into this thing. I mean, they're making plays out there, and they're, they're looking crisp. They're looking crisp. They're lining up. Yesterday I saw the most blown coverages in the secondary yesterday yeah. in the practice. You know, the two practices prior to that, they were pretty, they were pretty good. You know, they want, you know, but as the offense to get uh, uh, more complex and the rubs and the and the bunches and all of these crossing routes, things are going to start happening. You know, who is the dog? And it's going to take time to develop that. You know, because you're going to have to first learn, learn the defense, learn where you fit in the defense, learn how much you can st- stress the defense within your abilities. And then we won't, we won't know that early in the season. It's going to take a while. You guys know that. Can this team be successful if their defense is round into shape until six, seven weeks in? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Kirk, they can be successful, man. All we got to do is uh, control tempo. We, we have to try to control tempo. We can't save them completely because if you get a high-powered offense in here, they're going at them. And we're going to have to answer. So week a lot one, of times that goes out the way. You know, huh? Like week one, week two. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what, man? It's going to be a circus now. The monkeys are gonna be swinging, you know. I'm just being honest. Hey, y'all know what's happening, man. But but our defense has to stay confident. Our defense has to stay confident. Uh, I looked, I looked at Tristan Hill, and I looked at the uh, the Marcus Lawrence, and I looked at these guys working out. They seem to be healthy, so I'm thinking they're being very, very cautious 
and how they're trying to do these guys. And since they got a million defensive linemen and a million safeties and a million corners, when a guy get kind of nicked, they don't panic. They, they just keep rotating guys in, trying to see what they can do. They got to build a team. They keep telling you they got 800 packages and all of this. Fellas, if Michael Parsons continue at this pace and they put on them pads come Wednesday and he continue to grow, 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 don't take this kid off the field. If he's, if you spent, a, what, a 12 pick, if this dude coming off the field talking about a package, we drafted the wrong guy. We drafted the wrong guy. <laughs> Nate, dog, I know we, we keep bringing up this word dog. And when I look at this right. defense, I know we're trying to figure out exactly who the dog is going to be. I look at this defense and I see one dog out there that I have no question marks around. And that's Red, Randy Gregory. Hmm. And I'm hearing reports out of there that Randy Gregory is untouchable right now. What have you seen from him? I know the pads aren't on. I know they get on in a couple of days. But is he the dog that, we're, that everybody's talking about right now? Is he really that untouchable? And what are, what are you seeing? The first time we saw him he was man i was like wow put a chain on this dude because he he was out he was out well he done broke loose and biting up everybody <laughs> <laughs> the second day man i'm like you know people ain't coming out their houses called gregory just, just <laughs> the third practice he messed around and ran into tyron smith who Ooh. done figured him out mm. that's a reality he's at the Put him in the dog pound. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got his tail not not tucked, but just a little bit down. Looking for his owner that up released him again. Pull back on those expectations a little bit if you're going to put him yeah, in the dog pound. Zap, zap the brakes, man. Because yeah. the folks out there with the truck, man. Look <laughs> 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 straight home. <laughs> hey, hey, Nate. Now, being an evaluator of talent the way that you, you are, man, I got to ask you, you you have your hand on this team, and you can see them directly. So as far as the talent level, the roster that you're seeing, I just got three categories for you. Obviously, one being a division title, the the, the second being a going to Cabo, and then the third being winning the Super Bowl. Where are these guys right now as far as the talent level that you're looking at out there at Cabo? NFC East. <laughs> NFC East. Mm-hmm. That, that, that. They can win the NFC East and uh, the Maroon team. I can't call it names because I always <laughs> the Washington get in football trouble. team. Nate. Okay, yeah, yeah, that team. Yeah, that is the team that is the trouble. Mm-hmm. And the Jesse talked about it all during all season because I was trying to give it to the Giants. And think about who has the best quarterback. We have the best quarterback. Who has the next best quarterback? That's the Washington team. Mm-hmm. That's the Washington team. They got the defense. They are the most complete team, I think, in the league. And the way Coach Rivera's gonna control try to control the game and take the air out of the game by running the ball, by play action pass, he's gonna put his defense in position with two to three minutes left in the game, beat my defense. Whereas we're gonna be trying to put our offense in position to win the game with two or three minutes left, beat my offense. So this is going to be a big thing. I don't know who Philadelphia is. I mean, they just over there. They, I don't think they know who they, who they are. The <laughs> yeah. Giants trying to figure out how, who Jones is. But the, the, the NFC East, if, if everybody starts talking about other things other than the NFC East, don't, let's not lose our mind. We, we don't know who we are on defense. We don't have our identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't even know if we run a 3-4 or 4-3 until Coach revealed this thing in preseason. 
Now, now, Nate, I appreciate you coming on and joining us uh, on Hanging with the Boys. I appreciate y'all for letting us come on y'all show, man, and, and gracing us. <laughs> Either, come on, man. I know it's a big thing. We got a lot of competition going uh, between these podcasts. And, and if I know you, Nate, like the way that Jesse describes you, you're on your way to Seattle right now just <laughs> driving. <laughs> no, no, man, I'm watching clothes today, man. And the guy wants to see out of Mexico. He, he took off and left town. So I said, man, I'm going to watch some clothes, man. Then I, you know, then I'm going to light a few candles for Jesse that he going to jump out of window because I left him. Uh, you did leave me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, trying, stop, stop. I'm, I'm, I'm secretly auditioning uh, Isaiah and Heckma to figure out who I'm going to replace you with. Man. Now I'm putting the position to replace don't, you. Don't try to get rid of me and don't Shannon. Put, That's all right. No, no. Shannon's, good. Shannon's fine. Shannon didn't make the promise yeah. to me. Shannon, Shannon and I didn't have a conversation <laughs> about <laughs> road tripping. <laughs> To Oxnard. You and I did. That was so, the RV was supposed no, to be. Y'all got to go to a break. Y'all go to a break. Have no, a nice no, day. Show's about to be over. Kurt is my witness. We talked about yeah, the RV, but we said that, that. that didn't the RV, happen. Man. We then said you looked Nate. over at me. I said you Nate. looked over at me and Look. you said, hey, I want to go with you on a road trip. I did not give you a yes or no. <laughs> And evidently the answer was no. So, All right, have a great uh, day. God bless y'all. That's Keep a good doing a great job. <laughs> Hanging with them boys. Hanging with uh, the boys. Uh, I appreciate you, Nate. Hey. And look, we got that's right there is where we're gonna take a break. Yeah. All right, we're gonna break right there because hey, Jesse feels like he's being left behind, yeah. so we're gonna have to get him some water and cool him off for this <laughs> final segment of Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back with you. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package, our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Back to Hanging with the Boys. 
see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single-game standing room only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. And we're back here on the final segment of Hanging with the Boys. Boys. I appreciate y'all for letting us on. I mean, come on now. Hey, we done kind of made I'm this grateful. dorm and they pod our pod a little bit. Yeah. Hey, they didn't let us in here. We kind of growing roots. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking to replace Nate, so <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever power I got upstairs, I might have to flex a little bit and see if I can't, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know both of y'all can stay. Um, it's like, uh, what was that movie where the Joker broke the pool stick? Yeah. He's like, throw a sharp archer <laughs> in the room and whoever come out is the There's one spot left. Jeez, that's you got, tight. You got to talk to KY and Rob Piala. Hey, man. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm like I'm like Connor Williams, man. I feel so much better with Kyle Yolmas to my left, man. I'm just, I'm just a better, yeah, whatever. I'm just saying. But look, man, for this final segment, I got something pretty nice for y'all. And I think y'all going to love, love this. I labeled it. What the heck? Mm. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I see what you did there. Like 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 double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the heck? And so basically, a what the heck moment that has happened at camp so far. And I'll start with what my what the heck moment was. And it was an interview with Dan Quinn talking about the defense. And he alluded to a traveling cornerback. Traveling with the number one, and to me, we we've thrown this word around a lot on this on this podcast of dogs. And to me, if you have a guy that's going to travel, he better be a dog oh. because week in and week out, he has to bring his lunch because he has their best guy. I. Trayvon Diggs, I love the kid. I think what he did in year one was exciting for what we needed. We had a lot of guys leave, but I thought he got baptized a few times mm. um, during the season. And I don't know how much better he's gotten, and I'm, I'm willing to see that. Maybe they know something that we don't. But my what-the-heck moment was saying that we have a guy that's going to travel with number ones. What say you? I like it. And here's why I like it. If we can find a guy, and this is what you use training camp for. You use training camp for these experiments <laughs> and trying to figure out, do we actually have this? Can we have a guy that can travel all over the field? If I can have that, and I'm confident that this guy is going to be able to, maybe not, because it's very hard to lock someone down nowadays, um, but to slow them down, to create a little bit of disruption, now I can do so much other stuff with the other guys. Because you got to have an exciting plan set up for Randy Gregory and Tank Lawrence. I need those guys being moved around, letting those guys go, all that kind of great stuff. But if I'm able to say, all right, you got their one, now I can do some wild and crazy stuff with the 10 other guys because I'm confident that one is going to be locked down. So I, I like it. I want, to, I, want, I want to see the experiment. And whether it's Diggs or whether it's Kelvin Joseph, then, hey – Let's go. Let's see. I have a football question for a technical. But, um, they know they say you know some cornerbacks just play one side of the field. Mm -hmm. I guess it's the technique they're used to. So when you have a guy who's following on one, I assume he's playing both sides of the field. Don't you got to have a second guy who can play both sides of the field? How tough is that? <sighs> Makes sense. I heard you saying. You um, know, go ahead. I mean, in a sense, yes, right. But you need one to be. You know, you need one to be that guy. Uh, I think if we're going to go that route, I like the I like the concept of it, right? Obviously, the concept's amazing because now as an offense as an offensive coordinator, you cannot gain the advantage by running motion. You cannot gain the advantage by shifting um, and you know pre snap. 
if we're going to go that direction, I believe, um, obviously I need to get eyes on sight, but I would think immediately Kelvin Joseph. Mm-hmm. reason why is because he's more shifty than And Diggs. not Anthony Brown. I think Kelvin. No. I again, I need to see. I need to get eyes on sight. Okay. I need to get eyes on sight. Um, but from some of the things I saw at OTAs, I believe that Kelvin Joseph is a little bit more physical, more, a little bit more feisty, a little bit more of a gnat, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't. And he has he has some, he has a quickness too, right? So it's, as far as somebody being a pest and kind of being in somebody's hip pocket the whole time, that's really what you're looking for. Um, you know, you got the, that's why you're investing all the, on all these safeties to be able to make sure they don't get beat over the top. You need them to be able to cover everything underneath. So you're going to give them help, and then obviously you got your front seven to make sure that quarterback doesn't have time to throw the rock all the way down the field. So I'm thinking right off top, Kelvin Joseph, because we know he can play the outside, we know he can play the slot. Most of the times, in order to gain the the disadvantage or to gain the advantage as an offensive player, you're going to motion your big your number one receiver into what? The slot. the slot. Yes, sir. Right? So if you have a guy who's not comfortable playing in the slot, he can't be your, your DB1. Right. And, and, and at the end of the day, that, that is a tall order. Mm-hmm. Like very few guys are comfortable being the, the shadow guy. That's a yeah. lot of space you have to cover. I and mean, the, think about the names that, that have done that. The Revis Islands, the Champ Bailey's, the Deion Sanders. And I mean, those are few and far in between. Yeah, those are one-namers, right? Like, like, Boom. Like, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Your point. Like, if, if you haven't got to the point where you can go, Revis, oh, yeah. Champ, oh, yeah. Dion, oh, Prime. You know, can I call him Dion? Coach. Coach. Coach, Coach, Prime. Coach Prime. Coach Sanders, whatever you want to. But I, I like the concept. Experiment with it. Use this Play time in it, training yeah. camp to kind of work the kinks out with it. Do I feel that we have a Revis Island or Champ or Prime on this defense? Heck, heck, heck to no. <laughs> <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> but I like the concept to throw another kind of tool in your toolbox uh, to work with and play with throughout the season. What about you? Let's let's talk about your 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 heck yeah, heck no. What has been your yeah. moment? Well. Uh, Oh, yeah, we, like, we kind of already talked about it. I mean, the the what the heck is going on with the safeties? I guess because you're seeing uh, Brian Broaddus tweeted out just yesterday. I think you know it, it's a mess. You know, and here we are. It's a position that we knew is trouble, and we wanted them to do something in the draft, and again they didn't. And we've you know hopefully they're addressing it. Hopefully the guys they brought in will do it. But I think that was when they were. I saw that they're bringing in hookers. Like, are, is this? Are we doing this again? Did you say bringing in what? A hooker. Hooker, sorry. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Mr. Hooker. I don't think I said it quite like Someone, that. This, so, hey, listen, sometimes you got to just pay for it. I'm sorry. Just keep going. Oh, okay. I didn't even. Sometimes right. you got to just pay for it. Okay, we start on a campfire. We're going to end with hookers. Or, mm. Sometimes you got to just pay for it. That wait escalated quickly. Wait a minute, Kurt. <laughs> sometimes, you know. Not you be the train at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Dang, now we're talking about train. Well, I'm, oh, well, well let, me keep, oh. let me keep this going. Please. Let me keep this going. I got this one. My what the heck was. Zeke Elliott was in an interview yesterday with the flagship station uh, on the Sean and RJ. Matter of fact, this morning, and he I, he 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 mentioned a food that he liked that I'd never heard of before in my life. Okay, it's called a McGangbang. What? Oh, what is that? Wow. How much time we got left? Yeah, we're, we're, where are we going? Okay. We're wobbling so, on them rails. Yeah, so they asked Zeke what was with the weight loss and everything. They said, "What was the one thing that you had to cut out of your diet?" You know this off season, and he gave a he gave a shout out to his uh, chef, Chef Hoppy, uh, but he said he had to give up the McGangbangs. And what a McGangbang <laughs> is, it's a, a McDouble cheeseburger. You separate it, and then you add a McChicken. And that oh, is a McGangbang. Yeah, no doubt, I can see that. Oh, okay. So he said he could throw down like two or three of these McGangbangs. 
And he would eat them at 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. It's the, it's the beef ch- is, is set tripping with the chicken. There you go. Ah, so I got it. You order that at McDonald's? No, you can't order that. You can't order this. this is, I'm only telling you what Dick Elliott said. He calls it a McGangbang. And so you, you, you have to order them when with the chicken. Right, you have but to order cool. the chickens, McChicken separate from the McDouble. You split them. You add the chicken. You bring it together, you might want to put some fries on there, whatever, but that's a McGangbang. Man, let me tell you. And so mm. before we go, you know, the hookers yeah. and, mm. and 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 all that, mm. you can add a McGangbang Look, into my, if I ate to my that, what the heck. The way that, the way that my stomach is set up, if I mm. ate that, it, I would do. There's not a restaurant. No, that dude. I said dude. There, there's not a. That is. There's not a restroom in America that would be safe with me. That I would be. I would be tied to that thing. Come on, give me a what the heck from you guys. Top man up. What's up? I can't. I can't top that. I'm not even going to try to top that. Oh man, I. I'm not sure I have one right now. I'm not sure I have one right now. Um, I definitely can't top what the heck you just talked about. Are you going to go get him a gangbang later on? Today? I'm definitely not doing. I'm vegetarian actually, uh, so I, I'm definitely not going to be doing that. You can get like um, a, what do they call it? Impossible burgers. I do those. Okay. And what do they call for the chicken? Do they call like they have like a? Oh, they don't have a the, chicken. They don't have a, a no, vegan no, chicken no thing. Chicken. No, not yet. Oh. Not yet. All right. But yeah, I don't I don't have a what the heck right now. I apologize. Heck you don't? What the heck is what we just had? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah there you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I'm still wrapping my mind around this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm, don't. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. You just say, I got it. I got it. You, you're there. We can handle what the heck. Well, listen, guys, this has been so much fun. I appreciate y'all allowing me to come on and host this show. Hopefully, I get an opportunity to do it again. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Shannon, thank you for making this job look harder than what it really is. So. <laughs> that, that no, you use. actually are engaged. Know, Shannon, Shannon just opens the show. We take over. He checks out Dang. and then comes back at the end of the show. Wow. So you actually are way better than Shannon shots and keeping. Fired. Yeah, I'm taking shots at everybody. Wow. This is what I do. Nate, Shannon, both of them. You know, both of them are Benedict Arnold's man to me. So I'm just well, Shannon Gross. I have stretched this thing out. Maybe it'll fit you again one day. But that's that's, <laughs> that's been our time. Yeah, that's been our time on hanging with the boys. Thank you guys for tuning in. To DallasCowboys.com radio. We'll see you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?